G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number 31 of the Outback Mine podcast. Grateful for you joining in guys. Uh, a guest tonight with me I've been blessed to meet re- only recently but uh, I was... Um, yeah, really drawn to getting this guy on to have a chat uh, with you all uh, fairly soon because he's got such a, an unbelievable story to tell and uh, how he's basically transitioned out of what he thought was his dream, um, being a reasonably high-profile real estate agent and sort of uh, chasing the, the securities and all the, the good things that go with, uh, with finance and money uh, that come with um, selling houses and all the trials and tribulations of that, to becoming a really profound uh, people person through uh, the, the power of sound. So actually connecting people through sound healing and getting back to uh, our natural rhythm. Now, Rufus Rogi is a gentleman that's originally from Rockhampton, um, and basically he works within the region now, um, does some work primarily uh, to do sound healing through indigenous instruments. So I use the didgeridoo quite a bit, but also I use other forms of instruments to be able to get people back to their calm, natural state again. And you know, I'm, I'm really, I've, I've actually become really passionate about the power of sound and how that can actually get us back to our natural healing state of, of theta. And uh, to be able to com- combine that with yoga is something that I've been really, uh, really, really keen to explore more of and uh, to be able to help people learn to heal. As I've always sort of said throughout these podcasts, we've got the power within ourselves to be able to, you know, heal ourselves and we actually create create the right environment to do that. And I believe with, um, you know, the right environment and uh, the sound uh, vibrations that uh, that are natural to the the humanology of the body uh, and also putting ourselves um, in our calm, natural state more often, we've got the ability to be able to, really get to know ourselves to a deeper level but also to be able to you know cure disease and be able to get the body back into its natural rhythm more and more and rufus is really passionate about that he's really passionate about giving back to indigenous culture and actually connecting people back to that culture which we've lost a lot of uh, touch with in this nation i'm very much aligned with rufus with regards to having indigenous culture um, embraced more and more within this uh, this country because I believe it's our greatest tourism asset that's, that hasn't been touched into. These, uh, these people have got such a tremendous, um, uh, you know, love and independence within them and uh, they've got such uh, beautiful stories to tell and such uh, great sites that we don't even know about throughout Australia. We only know the, the major ones like Uluru and so forth. There's tremendous uh, opportunities to be able to use Indigenous tourism uh, for a draw card for uh, not only the people that are living on this land but people from afar as well. So... You're going to enjoy this journey uh, that I'm talking with uh, Rufus about, I'm sure, uh, um, today. And um, yeah, I hope uh, that uh, one day you can actually um, get Rufus into your community to be able to do some healing because I think it's going to be pretty profound. Just wanted to say uh, thank you to our sponsor, uh, Green Nutritionals, uh, who make uh, amazing organic superfoods. So if you want to check them out, greennutritionals.com.au and also a supporting partner as well, but they have a B Primal. So they provide minimalist footwear, which is really good about uh, uh, getting our bodies back to alignment, but also connecting us to the earth. So it's just beprimal.com.au um, if you want to have a look at them as well. They've been sort of helping us out a bit, which has been awesome. So without further ado, we'll get Rufus on and I uh, hope you enjoy our conversation. Rufus Rogi, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. Aaron, hello, thanks for having me. No worries, buddy. Really pleased to have you uh, have you join me, mate. Um, uh, we've only known each other for a short time, but I think we're uh, somehow connected and on this journey together. So um, I reckon we're going to have yeah. a pretty uh, ripping conversation tonight, which might help a few people out there um, to learn a bit about yourself, the wonderful work you're doing now, and uh, you know, what's sort of coming up uh, moving forward for you, mate, and all the good things in between with regards to your love of the land and the Indigenous people and uh, you know the journey um, that you've had uh, on this planet in this experience that we're going through at the moment, mate. So uh, thanks for coming yeah, along, for buddy. Sure. No worries. Thank you. It's, now, it's been quite a journey, like, <laughs> like most of us. But uh, yeah. 
Mate, the way we usually, we, we usually start this off by, by people like giving us a bit of a map of their, their background, sort of where you were brought up, uh, you know, sort of how school was, where life sort of you know, took you into the workforce and, and went from there, mate. So go for your life. Okay, brilliant. I'll, um, I'll, I'll try and paraphrase it because it's a, a long story. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so I was born and bred in Rockhampton and on the banks of the Fitzroy River there, about 30 kilometres out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a lot of bush kids, I suppose, there was a lot of adventure and, and uh, you know, on the river and motorbikes and camping and all that sort of fun, adventurous stuff. But, um yeah, I will add in there already because we're talking about this is bullying has been a part of my journey and it started way back then mm. and uh, it, it's taught me a lot um, and it's helped me really to do, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that again later, but mm. um, there's a bit of that going on at school and, and both at home with, you know, mm. siblings and whatnot, which I think is fairly standard once again mm. uh, and I grew up next to an Aboriginal rehab centre called Milby Farm so I I believe that's where I got the inspiration to start playing the ditch mm. and which was a piece of poly pipe out the back of the shed back when I was about 12 or 13 years old mm. and uh, the old dear next door she was best friends with my mum she um, she said Rufus, if you want to play, you've got to soak it and breathe and you've got to get this straw, the air going through this straw in the cup and keep the water going. I said, oh, okay. So I figured it out myself and um, started the circular breathing um, that way. And it wasn't, yeah, and I parked the big story there because it didn't come back into my life really until um, a lot later after a, a very rounded journey, I suppose. A bit of a crisis, and then you went back to what you what you loved. Yeah, hundred percent. There was a few crises along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then as I as I grew up, I I was oh how do I say where I grew up? There was a real drinking culture, mm-hmm. and I was I fell right into that quite easily, mm-hmm. and. When I look back on it, you know, underlying that 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 alcohol consumption or whatever it might be for anyone is, you know, negative emotions, whether it's guilt, low self-worth, um, all sorts of stuff, as you know. So mm. that alcohol-fueled actions, you know, I went down a really bad path there for a while. I was um, I was in trouble with the police, and I was losing my license and. I was getting beaten up and, um, mm. you know, I even had a, a knifing alteration one night. I ended up in the hospital with a punctured lung and, and all sorts of terrible things, actually. Mm. My poor mother. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of very early days up until probably late teens, early 20s. And I'm actually lucky to be sitting here talking to you and doing the work that I do and actually living this, this life. Mm. It's, uh, it's been a few times it's been very touch and go. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, great, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my shit together and I'm going to go out and uh, do good in the world and, and achieve things and, and, you know, I strive to do what everyone else does. And... Um, I went down that path and I saved some money and I, I bought a house and then I, I learned about investing and I started buying real estate and I got a duplex and then, oh, wow, this is great, you know, and I was I was doing um, mostly labour jobs at that stage and then laughing and painting and working on farms and all that sort of stuff, but still, still saving into real estate. Mm. And then I got so interested in it at one point, and I thought, well, that's it, I'm going to go and sell real estate. <laughs> so I did that, and I, I figured out how to use a phone and send an email and, and all those things. That was a very steep learning curve. And um, I'll go back just a tiny, a tiny bit, and back in these early days is where I discovered yoga, believe it or not, because I had a chronic lower back injury through the work that I was doing. 
and I'd been to a chiropractor and I'd been to um, a massage therapist and I'd had all my allergies checked and mm-hmm. been to all different types of things and this lower back remained and uh, I was moving out of this little apartment once and the friend that I was living with, she said, here, have this book, it might help you, and it was a book on yoga. Mm. Uh, oh, wow, okay, never, never thought of that. And I just started doing this, you know, a little bit here and there, and then it was half hour a day, then it was an hour in the morning and an hour at night, and I became ridiculously flexible. I was committed to this practice, and I cured my, my lower back through yoga. Mm. Um, but I realize now what that yoga did was actually bring me into a place of stillness as well. Yes. So I wasn't always, you know, striving and out there trying to do or be something that I wasn't. It was just simply being. And I believe this is where a lot of that um, misalignment in my lower back was 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 fixed, you know? Mm. Mm. Sounds yeah. very familiar, mate. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> your, your whole journey up till now sounds... <laughs> Sounds very, very much like, like my own. So uh, keep, really, keep yeah. going, mate. You're probably going to dig deeper into my story too. <laughs> yeah, got ya. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm bringing it back into my life again now, but yeah. once again, I went I went away from it. Um, I don't know why, but I did. Just life got busy, you know? Mm. Um, so I went down this path of... I was striving for best and wanting to be known and seen and, and all that and I started buying all these that wasn't my conscious thought by the way I was just running a program mm. just running a program trying to trying once, once again and uh, yeah I I had quite a property portfolio and, and people were like oh wow you know what you're doing and there was something, it was like, yeah, I, I did it and, and I had all that, but there was something still going on. Like I wasn't, there was something missing. And I was like, well, well I'm not really that happy, actually. Mm. And uh, I ended up separating from the woman I was with at that time, early days. And, and well, there, there goes half the portfolio, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was another transition and, and learning curve, not only in relationships, but within my working career and, and inside there was stuff going on and I'm, I guess I'm on this path of self-discovery, right? Mm. Uh, like like we all are. And then along comes a new relationship and uh, three stepkids and I, I still hadn't got the picture so I was yeah I can I can do this again you know and uh, went on to get the big the big mansion and and accumulate a bunch of more houses and I was that's the spiritual side was there in the corner and I it never really went away but I was denying it I wasn't really looking at I thought yeah one day when I when I get to this place then I'll I'll worry about that then I'll I'll focus what I what I really like doing, you know, because I was interested in health and mm. all types of metaphysical things, and I had dabbled with the meditation, but but I guess I wasn't really believing in myself. I was looking externally for that. Um, I was looking externally for that fulfillment and that satisfaction. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you haven't read my book, have you? I have not read your book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, well, yeah, you, 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 you're reading it without actually reading it, so yeah. that's okay, yeah, all good. Yeah, so <laughs> I never forget laying in bed one night and, you know, I was a couple of million plus dollars in debt and, you know, I had a full drive and a boat and um, big house and all these things and I just had this tears rolling down my face just, thinking, whoa, you know, how did I get here? How am I going to get out? Mm. Um, I felt so trapped and so, you know, every spare minute I was doing something. And um, so so I had outside success, but on the inside I was I was really struggling. And mm-hmm. back then I was not really anyone to talk to. And I, I, I dipped back into the... Um, the alcohol bottle briefly, 
Mm. But I thankfully had enough conscious awareness to know that that one was only going to go down another bad road. Mm. Uh, and then the GFC hit and pretty much wiped me out. Um, uh, well and truly, yeah. Uh, not well and truly, but but a lot. We were just selling to keep the clothes on, on our backs and, and get out of it alive type of thing. Mm. So, um, so what I learned is, is, you know, in this Western society and, and even around the world, I guess, our, our net worth actually becomes through our self-worth. So we yeah. think we have to look a certain way, we have to accumulate a certain amount, we have to have all these things in place before we can even love ourselves, let alone have anyone else love it. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to spend all these hours in the gym and don't worry about that way too. Uh, and, and that's ultimately, I believe, is all we're looking for, acknowledgement and, mm-hmm. and, and love in a sense, in whatever form it, mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually how I ended up out of the mind because I had you know, all this debt and problems going on. I thought, shit, I've got to go out there and... It happened almost on its own accord. It was a bunch of synchronistic events, and um, next thing I was I was working underground in a in a pit, mm. the furthest away from where I ever thought I would ever be. <laughs> How long ago and was that, mate? When you started working, uh, doing that type of stuff? That was about nine years ago. Okay. Uh, I hit a point about three years ago where. I was once and like I, I had to quit or I had to do something or um, you know there was a lot of other stuff going on and so I took a year off and I travelled the world and not quite the world but I did a lot of Southeast Asia and Borneo and mm-hmm. a few other countries really just with my digs in my backpack and um, on that path of self discovery but leading up to that moment uh, I actually had to start first. So I moved to the Gold Coast from Rocky, from 30 acres, a dam and a horse and no neighbours, into a into an eight-floor apartment in the middle of Surfers <laughs> Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> it was a massive culture shock. Yeah. Uh, but once again, I was guided there. It was uh, some mates from work lived there and they said, oh, Rufus, come to the Gold Coast, come to the Gold Coast. And I said, mate, there's not a chance I am moving to the Gold Coast to that, down to that. You know, I, I perceived it as pretentious and bling bling and not a chance. Mm. But um, <laughs> I went down to visit a mate and he showed me his mate's room and it was, you know, ocean views and everything and everything just fell into play. And I went down... And not long after I got there, I was out. Uh, I was out at a little event called the Village Circle, and there was a lady there named Julie. And I met her. She was running these big groups. And before that, I'd got sent an email for a, a challenge to go to Africa and and raise ten thousand dollars for this the Hamlin's Destula Foundation, which is a bunch of women's hospital that. Uh, gives free operations basically for these women, and something called me in it. I wasn't sure, and I, I was about to delete it, but my my finger wouldn't let me press the delete button. I thought, oh, okay, I'll leave that. And I was out swimming in the surf, and I met a guy. He said, oh, you should get down to Three Worlds and check out this beach place they got down there. I said, oh, okay, so I went down there. And the guy there was actually worked in the mines, and he said, oh, we've just come back from. Ethiopia um, for the Hamlin's Pistula hospitals, and then my whole body was covered in goosebumps. Who was, like, that, oh, okay. was that, Jamie? Or sorry, who, who was that? Who was the guy? Oh, I didn't know him. He was just in the shop. Okay, right. And yep, yep. yeah, it was a stranger, but it was a message for me. And then I once he said that, him and his wife had just got back. I got covered in goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, and I went, okay, I've got to go. <laughs> that was my turning point. And I had no idea how I was going to raise $10,000 in a city I'd just moved to. Um, so I, 
I said yes, and I met this lady, Julie, at the Philly Circle I was telling you about earlier. Mm-hmm. And she goes, what do you really like to do, Rufus? You know, and we talked about riding motorbikes and doing a beach event. And I said, oh, I play a little bit of digs, but I've never played in front of anyone before. And she goes, oh, my God, we'll do a sound healing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what, what's that? You know? And she goes, don't worry about it. I'll arrange everything. And um, I, I turned up about six weeks later with my gig, and I'd met a few other people during that time, another gig player and a singer. So we all turned up for the first time for this event in in Burley uh, for this sound healing and we actually still a group today Conscious Vibes and we've got a CD and we've done we're still going but mm. long story short I we did that event and we raised the money and we did a few more and done some raffles and I went to Africa and, and come back and uh, people were saying oh when's the next big sound healing that was amazing and when's this and I had this happen and I had that happen I was like wow okay this is Something, and um, we started doing sound healing when I moved to the Gold Coast, and this is where I started to step into my magic and get the flow and um, mm. meet a bunch of synchronistic people. Mm. And um, but bringing it back to the the story of the looking for success and things like that, because I'd I'd been hit so hard and. And gone so low, I guess, in that realm, it forced me to discover who I was without any reference from the outside as to who I was meant to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. I was sitting with, I started sitting with shamans and, and I started visiting temples in the world and I started communing more with nature and playing more with my digs and, uh, just more, a lot more conscious connections than looking for money and, and whatnot. But mm. I, I actually got involved with some people down there and they had this new amazing thing. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to recover everything here. Wonderful. So I put everything I had in it, plus, plus a bit more, a lot more. Mm. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I still hadn't got the message. All that went went crumbling down years later. Mm. And that's how I continued to, like a bit of an overlapping story here, I, I had the dibs journey going. I wasn't earning much money from it, but it wasn't about the money. It was about the passion and, and you know, the, the service, really. There was people were, were really responding and, and asking for it. You know, we were... We're just responding to to the questions, and on the other side, there was the on um, part. I actually have spent the last five years here underground, just breaking even. Mm. Um, so, what happened then, mate? You've had um, you've had an experience that a lot of people are. Uh may have may have but uh many have avoided but you you've gone up and down the roller coaster many times and now it's starting to flatten out is that what i'm hearing yeah yeah 100 percent. and and the more i started to look at myself and go within the easier i suppose the lessons became i didn't have to keep getting hit by a bus Mm. uh each time to wake up so to speak Mm. It, it was just more like a tap on the shoulder, you know. It's like, oh, this way in, in that way. But I learned that what we look at disappears, and what we resist persists. Yes. So as long as you're running from something, or you're not willing to look at something, or or anything, it'll it'll keep happening. But the, the minute you stop and you know look at it, or be still with it, or journal, or inquire, go and see a or, or a kinesiologist or, or something like that, you can start to work through and transmute that energy, mm. um, which is where the sound healing comes in for me. And, um, yeah, I decided that I got to a point where I just I, I threw my hands up in the air and I was like, that's it. I know nothing. I give up. Show me the way. <laughs> it was almost like that. 
And when I did that, I just started doing things I enjoyed and the synchronistic events flowed and I, yeah, I started investing in experiences instead of things. So I've, you know, I've been through India and, and Africa and um, parts of America and I've been over to South America and other Inca trials and things like that. So all those things have really enriched me far more than any Material amount of money or yeah. objects could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was getting at. So we, we've um, talked a lot, Rufus, on this podcast with, with, with people about that. And um, look, we're all sort of, uh, you know, six, seven, eight-year-old boys that are just purely conscious, but then all of a sudden the education system takes us out of that and it, it actually leads us into a, 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 a down a, a path or a, a road to thinking that we can get happiness by accumulating things. And, and that's sort of mm-hmm. the... Uh, I suppose the agenda uh, to keep us in that fear mode to be able to, you know, get us uh, feeling like we need to consume to be happy. But, you know, we, we, we'll talk about this uh, more as the conversation goes, but getting back to the real yeah. self is where the, the happiness is coming from. Well, that's, I, I agree. When I, I looked at my situation and many others around me, I, I realised that the system is actually against us the way it's, set up and the way the TV looks and the way, you know, all the, the sugar foods are the, the cheapest and most access, um, accessible and mm. so many, so many things. It's like, wow, okay, we're not actually really taught any of the, the <laughs> well, I should say any, but a lot of the really nourishing things that are going to help it, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't go down that road. That's a whole different That's a long one. That's, a, that's another podcast <laughs> in itself, that one. That's, that's a, a long one. And there's a whole bunch of stuff on YouTube that people can see. I'm not here to buy that flag at, at this point in time. Mm. Um, so for me, it was you know, playing the, the didgeridoo or the yadaki is, is one, it's about breath. Mm-hmm. And when we're focusing on our breath, we become present. Yes. And when we're present... We're not thinking about the past. So too much thinking about the past can, you know, lead us towards depression and mm. things like that. And we're not in the future. Too much thinking about the future will cause anxiety and, and whatnot. So when I'm in the moment playing that dig, that's when we, or even just doing breath work or whatever it is for, for you, that's when we find the present moment and that's when everything really melts away. Mm, absolutely you find everything come, yeah. becomes insignificant and you get back to the truth of who you are mate now I've, I've I've picked up on something here I think Rufus was trying to prove himself by being successful and accumulating things to get back and show those bullies um, that were sort of giving you a hard time <laughs> when a young bloke is that right? Maybe there, there might have been a bit of that going I haven't unpacked that one yet but yeah. Yeah, well, coming into the mining industry was pretty interesting too because it's an uh, interesting culture and there's, you know, it's fairly isolated and it's a male-dominant culture and, and me being a fairly empathic sort of human, uh, I, I guess I, I felt it, mm. you know, more than what most people would. Um, you know, being, and now being an empath, it, it was always seen as a weakness me but now going into this work with the the dig and the healing work and we do the retreats occasionally and things like that it's i now see it as a strength and i i couldn't do what i do without that, mm. that insight um but part of part of the the traveling and the and the kind of the self-inquiry being a white guy and and being a dish player, um, I wanted to go to the source of of the Yadaki, you know, to the, the home of it. Mm. And another series of synchronicities took me up to northeast Arnhem Land. Uh, I went up for to to see Jalu Guruwiwi, who was currently at the Garmin Festival. So, so Jalu, he was he was 89 years old then. That was a couple of years ago now. Mm. And uh, he's still alive. He must be 91 or 92. And uh, he's, 
he's what I know is one of the last remaining down healing ditch masters. Um, and I spent time with him on country and his family, and you know, they've got an incredible. Uh, oh, I don't know how to say it. It's like an incredible understanding of the land, and mm. and I don't know if the word "dadiri" is actually part of their culture, but it's this indigenous deep listening to to nature, to the earth, to Spirit. all things around us, yeah. to the inner self. Yeah. Uh, and when Jalu plays the ditch, he actually, he sees and he can tell people things that he shouldn't know about them. And um, he says when he plays Yudaki, nature comes in and he points to his veins. He goes, nature comes in and he points to his veins. So, yeah, there's, there's something... Uh, there's something magical about it. There's some interdimensional, energetic... Been going on with with the indigenous and with the you know the intention and the connection to spirit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was really humbled to have that experience and and go up there and sit with Jalu and receive his blessings to do the work uh, that I do, um, which is sound healing event, mostly around central Queensland at the moment, but also head out to Uluru once a year for the Cosmic Consciousness event and uh, mm-hmm. also still frequent the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. So I, I move around a fair bit and um, I'll travel around a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And the last thing uh, Jali said to me before I left Arnhem Land was, Rufus, when you play Yudaki, close your eyes and I'll be, think of me and I'll be playing with you. Really? It's like, oh wow, yeah, brought tears to my eyes actually. Yeah, mate, that that that's that is special. If you've got uh, the endorsement yeah. of someone that's uh, has got that 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 connection, uh, you know, to that instrument, but also to the culture, which goes back generation after generation, you know. Um, yeah. So that's that's yeah. pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I don't know what people's belief system are but you know i believe this is an our our first go and we've all been different colors and you know there's we've all had different expressions on the earth plane and different races and different cultures and and this is you know part of the irony that i see with um you know interracial conflict and and things like that we all come from source and we're all going to source Mm. so Mm. um why waste your time yeah. with all the bullshit in the middle when you can tap into it every day? Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. right. That, that, that innate knowing, and that, that's why I'm so passionate about doing what I'm doing because I, I see people, I take people on a journey back to their soul again. And I'm just a soul mm. that's helping another person or another being connect to their soul. You know, most, most people out there now have got their... Their, their self and their soul so disconnected they don't actually understand uh, what it's like to feel that peaceful, natural state of being again, you know, or, or anymore. And um, I guess with what you're doing, you're actually giving a pe- the people be able to, uh, a chance to be able to get out of the mind and disconnect through the vibration of, of their own frequency and that connection with the earth and, and everything around it. And that's really what, uh, that's really what we're, we're, we're meant to be doing as humans, primarily to be in that environment, you know, consistently more in our parasympathetic rather than our sympathetic nervous system and to be able to have our, our uh, connection, you know, with, with our tribe, with our people, with our uh, environment that we're actually in, but we're actually being denatured consistently, Rupert. That's why we've got to, you know, do more of what you're doing to be able to help people find that connection again and then they can actually see that, all the happiness is within. It doesn't have to be external. Is that what I'm hearing from you? That's very aligned with my message, yes. And, uh, yeah, for me, it's all about intention, you know. Uh, some people, like me, have to have to find the dark night of the soul um, mm. several times before they, they begin to look inwards and, and drop the blame game and the victim mentality and all of that. But once you actually... Uh, like if there's no point to searching, if there's if 
you know, everything's fine. Well, you know, that's fine. And no one's really doing anything right or wrong, essentially. You know, what works for one person won't work for another. Mm. Um, but for me, it's all about intention. So if I'm holding a session and there's someone there thinking in their mind, oh, you know, this is a load of shit. Um, this isn't going to work. Well, that'll be their reality. Yes. Or the person right next to them will go, you know what, I am really going to get the most of everything. I'm going to connect. I, I, I'm just going to let go and be, and I'm so grateful. Well, they'll have a complete different experience, and that's, I believe, in everything in life. So, um, you know, what we focus on expands, mm-hmm. and that's and that, well, it's another big lesson for me, whether you're focusing on, you know, money or whether it's love or whether you're focused on what everyone else is doing wrong, whether you're, you know, really judgmental or whether you're focused on, you know, being busy all the time and fixing everything or, you know, what you are continually focusing on, the, your reality will keep giving to you. Mm. Surrender. So, Surrender really So when we can, yeah, yeah, stop, stop ourselves there, surrender and be consciously aware of what we're focusing on even to the point where it's our own thoughts, we can literally change our reality because we don't see the world how it is. Mm. We see it how we are. Yes, <laughs> yes. We're looking through the lenses of, of reality, whether it's you know, your childhood conditioning or whether it's past wounds or whether it's what we came here with. We're looking through all these different lenses. Um, so there's some real insights for people there as to what's going on. Mm. Mate, amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Rupert's, uh, this is um, beautiful to hear coming from another human because, you know, I had to really work hard to un- un- unpack all that to get to that stage myself. And, um, yeah. yeah, look, if we can find time every day just to let go uh, and just surrender then you actually just see life totally differently than what you actually are experiencing when your mind's at speed. You know, when your mind's busy, you don't see life as it actually is. Um, to get back to that sort of theta state uh, is really getting you back to your natural state of being. And I guess we're getting so wound up like a top these days that we don't actually access that. And the only moments of peace we have is through consuming a beer or a, a coffee yeah. or, or something that, uh, that probably takes... Um, that or gives us a false sense of reality, um, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. once again, it's an, it's an external searching. Mm. Uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, it's not for the, it, it's not an easy game to do. We're not really taught that this is the way. We're just showing ads of all these things that are going to make us happy when we have them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, until you've actually experienced you know, the hollowness or the, the grief or loss or the sadness, sometimes, you know, they're not actually bad things that are happening. They're just things that are guiding us home. Yes. That are helping us show the way. And when you're in it, I, I know it's, it's almost impossible to see it like that. But looking back, it's like, oh, wow, that really, you know, really crappy thing that happened to me was actually one of the best things that happened to me. Yes, yeah, um, absolutely. But, uh, and, and another thing is our belief systems. You know, we, we can only operate within our belief system and those belief systems are often handed down to us from our well-meaning parents mm. and they come from their parents and their parents. And, you know, um, and those beliefs might come from, uh, where else? There's, there's religious beliefs. There's, once again, stuff on media, all this stuff. And these beliefs are nothing more than commonly thought thought, which once again shape our reality. Mm. So if we can look at a situation in our life and go, what must I believe to have created this? We can start to look at it and once again consciously change those beliefs. Yeah, um, mate, it's very hard to do, isn't it? Um, but you've got to be able to put the work in and keep showing up to... To make that yeah, change, man. you can't just like have a thought and then all of a sudden it happens by, by putting the work right. in. Yeah, yeah. 
there's some really cool tools out there. You know, there's um, NLP, NLP practitioners that can really hone in on this. There's affirmations, there's meditation, there's, uh, yeah, it's self-observation is sometimes easier through help of another of someone else. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and one more thing I'd like to touch on with going into the, the sound healing part of it is, you know, where we're taught that it's not okay to feel and feeling is actually healing. Mm. Feeling is healing. And we're taught that, you know, it's not okay to be sad. It's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to, to feel lonely and, and, or even too happy in, in some cultures. You know, if you're too happy, it's like, oh, you know, I better restrict myself or people are going to look at me or, you know, wonder why I'm so happy. Mm. But feelings, they, they have to come through us. You know, we're a vessel. They're like clouds passing in the sky. So, you know, we're, we're taught we have to take a pill for these feelings or we, like I did for a long time, I drowned it, look for it in the bottom of an alcohol bottle or, you know, we can feel better about ourselves through, you know, buying cool things. But these, these feelings have to be felt for us to actually be able to transmute the energy of what they are and without judgment. So, mm. you know, we don't get angry or get sad or, or and then beat ourselves up over it. Mm. We just go, okay, that was anger. Okay, that was sadness. Oh, mm. this is what that looks like. And then, and then consciously find, and this is the, everything I'm talking about, I believe, comes under the banner of self-love. Mm. Even though you're angry, love your stuff. Even though, you know, you've lost everything or um, you've injured or, you know, you're overweight or you've got no money or whatever, you can, finding that depth of self-acceptance and self-compassion even, and to take it even further, self-love, because we're all doing the best we can. No one's really got all the answers, I don't think. Um, but coming back to self, releasing all that judgment and that angst that we have built up inside actually clears the way for us to connect the spirit. Mm. It clears the way for us to come home to self. And, and these are the journeys that I run with the sound. We, we, we talk through these things and then we let it go and then we... We consciously, you know, breathe down to the earth because uh, we're a little bit off track here. But, you know, back in the day, we were really connected to the earth. We were either hunting or we were sitting around a fire or we were farming or wearing no shoes. And now, you know, we live in buildings and we have pavers and we wish you know, rubber under our soles of our feet all day long. So we we're actually losing a physical, physical connection to the earth as well. Mm-hmm. And... You know, all this stuff I'm talking about is all actually scientifically proven um, to have effects on the brain, on the on the ne- neurological system, on on, uh, on the cells in your body, on your energy, everything that the ancients all knew all around the world is is now being proven every day in science. So getting back to earthing, uh, how do I say it? it helps to it's it's like um. Imagine a, a power toy, a um, and a house appliance with the two, the three plugs in it. If you took away that earth plug, mm-hmm. it's short circuits, right? It's too much. <laughs> it's too much energy. It needs to. I'm not an electrician. I don't know how it works, but I know it does. So <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> if, if we're if we're not earthing, we're uh, we have an electrical system as well within us in the human being. So. We need to be grounding, and especially now that we're subject to so many electromagnetic frequencies and, and all that through our phones and TVs and computers, you can even get earthing mats now and earthing beds and earthing shoes yep. because, yeah, it's all showing that those um, negative ions, there's billions of them all on the surface of the earth, they actually... Um, 
purpose in that. So mm. doing that physically as well as consciously, so breathing or imagining uh, your breath or uh, a, a cord of light going down to the earth, all these sort of things are really calming, really... Um, help me out here. Gets you back to your natural rhythm. Yes, that's it, the natural rhythm, because the earth has its own rhythm, and then, yeah, we go into sync with those rhythms as well. That's so, right. yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all, all the same, mate. I talk about this quite a bit. Just If you want to really see connection, look outside the window or look outside and just see what every other being's actually doing on, on, on the planet. They're actually in their natural environment. We're, we're denatured. You're underground. You're in a machine. Um, you know, someone sitting in an office, a kid sitting in a school behind a desk uh, with a fluoro light above their head. You know, it's yeah. not, not good for you. So that, that can lead to disease. You couple that with a shit diet. Uh, and yeah. um, and all the things that really are working against your physiology, and it's inevitable something's going to happen. So, so the simple things to, to be able to help yourself heal, get back to that parasympathetic nervous system, uh, and be able to you know tap into nature, which we talk about you know all the time, pretty much with everyone that comes on this podcast, is, is really important. So, now what you're doing with your with your sound healing, mate. You've got back to your real self, your real passion, and I'd imagine when you're doing this, you're actually doing it with, uh, with a real sense of love and joy, and that's actually coming through your instruments. Hundred mm, percent. Yeah, you touched on a few things there. One of them was was joy, and 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 I think if we can, you know, <laughs> allow ourselves to follow that joy and that leisure and. You know, following your excitement is where is where life is, is your soul journey. Mm. You know, mm, what so. excites you? Do that. And yes, we have jobs and we have bills and stuff like that. You know, I have a job, but but you know, outside of that, where I can follow my joy, we go there. Um, and and every single person, once again, is different. You know, for me, it was nature and and dig and all this all this inner work that we do. Um, yeah, so the, the, uh, the, on, the, on, that, on that as well, are you familiar with the, the energy meridian, the chakra system? Yes, yeah. Yeah, cool. So in, in the realm of down healing, each one of these chakras has a color, right? Yep. All, all the way from red up to the purple and white. They also have a key, um, which, yeah, like a, a, a key, like in sound. So, you know, from the base chakra, and then your sacral and, and your power center, it's um, uh, C, D, E. There's the, the bottom three, and these senses, the this energy system that that is within us. This is where we store and hold the different energy patterns of our of our traumas, or you know, our our whole makeup, whether it's past life or this life, or or whatever, all the way up, you know, to our our heart, our throat, you know, about whether you can, uh, how do I say? So if it's a problem of the a physical manifestation of the heart or the throat or, you know, your solar plexus, these energetic imbalances actually manifest as physical um, misalignments or disease or pains or, or, or whatever. Blockages. So blockages, yeah, yeah. they're energetic blockages. Yeah, so what are you saying? Go ahead, mate. Hey. Oh, I was going to say go ahead. Yeah, so when you can consciously identify that along with the sound, which is literally just uh, assisting someone to do the work, it's not doing it for them, and has to stop responsibility for the, for the whole lot is, is also another key. Uh, but yeah, these different parts, whether it's you know down in the base around survival or it's up in the that's all around feeling and your sexuality or it's up in the solar plexus you know that's your personal power and um, 
you know, saying yes or saying no or boundaries, whatever it is, then your heart, obviously, people close to you or, you know, anyone that you love or uh, all sorts of wounds around that, throat, chakras about speaking up or uh, I won't go into all of it because, one, I can't remember it all, but <laughs> just, to get, just to get an understanding that every one of these energy meridians holds a whole field of information about us. Yes. Yeah. And when we use sound, it's this, you can hear it, but you can't see it. So working with that, only with the intention of the individual to balance and clear and heal these imbalances so then your physical body can also come into alignment because it can't while the energy is not, while the energy is blocked. Makes sense, mate. So how would most people read that? So if they're not feeling a certain way, they would just look at it holistically and say, oh, I'm feeling down or I'm feeling, you know, um, uh, pain here or whatever. But really what you're saying is these these uh, energies can be moved on by stimulating a part of your chakra system which can help move those blockages so they can open up and work freely again. Yeah, and the only way that I've come to know this is because it was happening by itself uh, in sessions and people were writing me emails and sending me messages and saying, oh, my shoulder, my shoulder pain's gone or, oh my God, I'm, I'm sleeping now, the, the best I've ever slept or, oh, wow, um, you know, I did a, a, a four-week uh, thing and this lady at the end came out and said, oh, you know, my... Well, we're much happier in our marriage and you've got this job and things are flowing. I'm not taking responsibility for this mm. because I'm not the healer. People do their own healing. I simply hold the, facilitate the sound and create the intention and the space for people to do their own work. So all arrows point back. You get that? Mm. Um, so... How was, what was the question? Yeah, so I've just discovered all this through and which has led me on to reading about chakras and sound and um, sort of looking at you know the human energy system and, mm. and all that uh, so what was your question how can people identify yeah like, like if, if people are feeling a certain way um, you know they just might identify with feeling a bit off or depressed or yeah. it might be a mental thing or a physical thing but to be able to yeah. do, and this, this might sound weird to a lot of people out there because we're not familiar with this technology, but um, what, what Rufus is saying is we have this energetic system in our body um, called meridians, but also a chakra system which runs from the base of our spine all the way out the top of our head, basically, and there's seven points primarily all together. So if there's a blockage in a certain point, there's, there's ways that you can actually move that on by using the body through some yoga postures, or through sound, yeah. or through meditation that can actually help uh, move those blockages on, or vibration through chanting and those sorts of things. So yeah. there's, yeah. All, there's all 100%. these things, yeah, we, we don't actually understand in Western society. So, you know, Rufus and I yeah. were both young guys that went through the school system that never knew this. So, so um, yeah, we, we, we followed the traditional route of having a few beers or whatever, but now we actually understand, we know that uh, there's other ways to move these blockages on which can free you up. And once you free yourself up and you start to find that natural rhythm and natural balance again. Yeah, and that's where the happiness comes in. And, you know, what do we all do anything for? It's to feel a certain way. Mm. So we, we don't do anything other than for how it will make us feel, right? Mm. And as human beings, we actually have the capacity to feel that way before taking any action. <laughs> yeah. So, so whether, and, and you know that it's not all about sound hearing or it's not all about yoga. I, I, for me, it's been a mix of a whole bunch of things that have come in at different times in my life. Um, you know, it was yoga and yes, I've, been in temples and done chanting, but also looking at um, kinesiologists and, and healers like that, or it might be physical exercise. Um, 
but it all comes back to the intention and why you're doing it. Mm. And one of the most powerful things you can do is find stillness. Yeah. Yeah, take, takes, it takes a bit of work to get there, you know, for, for, for a lot of people, yeah. you know. So, like, stillness is the, uh, the end result, uh, uh, you know, that, that connection. But moving the body, you know, a certain way, using sound, all those sorts of things that help the vibration and the energetics of the system to be able to work better, get you back to a place of stillness, I believe. So you can, you know, become conscious of what that feels like so you know that's your home base. Yeah, 100%. So... It's it's not about focusing on, on one thing and going, oh, you know, it's all about energy. Um, it is about energy, but it's not all about energy because we're multidimensional beings. We have a physical body, so mm. we need to, you know, make sure we're hydrated and move our body and um, eat as healthy as we can and not overload on sugar and, and whatnot. Mm. But then we've also got an emotional body, so we're managing our emotions or we're cleared, clearing um, old dark patterns and emotions and things like that. Mm. Then we have a mental body, which is our thoughts. So, mm. you know, we're being mindful of uh, mindful <laughs> of our yeah. thoughts. So it, it's a bit of a dance between um, modalities and, and just experiencing this wondrous thing we, you know, we are as a human. Mm, that's right. We, we haven't tapped into our potential. You know, we, we just haven't gone anywhere near what we're actually what's available to us. You know, we you talk, no, you're talking no about the, the bodies. We have our auric body and our subtle body and our spiritual body and all these different types of, of our physiology, which we don't actually know how to explore. And once you can start to open that up, you know, the whole being starts to become a different experience uh, altogether, you know. And, and this is something that, that you and I and most people uh, out there are, are unconscious of or we're unconscious of because... We're just not um, uh, made available to tap into these things. And you get back to your, 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 your friend that you met out in Arnhem Land, like he, he's connected to the earth, he's connected to spirit, he's connected to his own energy. So he, he feels that vibration every day. And it's hard for us yeah. in, in modern society, whether we're in a, a machine underground or whether we're on, on the earth and we're, we're in a car or you know, we're in an office or whatever, we're constantly being denatured. And, you know, to be able to use yeah. the tools that can actually get us back to feeling that, I think, on a daily basis is a bit of a journey. And one thing mightn't work for everyone, but it's actually finding what it is within the individual yeah. to make so, you feel connected. 100%. And, you know, I never tell anyone, you know, go out and do this or change your life or make this big change. It's just about integration. Mm. So it's just how can you keep doing what you're doing and just integrate a little bit of this and then integrate a little bit of that and just working with um, what we have and, and doing what we can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, that, and that might be, you know, there's a, a bunch of really cool apps out there. It might be doing a three or five minute sound meditation um, on an app each night instead of looking on social media or something like that, watching a program mm. or... You know, it might be just getting up 15 minutes early and going for a walk and doing some affirmations, or it might be, you know, there's just little things that we can integrate every day. Absolutely, um, yeah, that's it. And it's 100%. being able to, to commit part of your day to your well-being too. Yeah, and those tiny little actions and those little decisions are, are what will lead to the, the long-term thing. You know, all this energy stuff and talk about emotion and stuff like that, it's like having a shower. You don't have a shower you know, one day and then you're going to be clean for the rest of the year. You have to do it every single day. Yes. <laughs> so, this is, and I know that from myself too, if I just go, ah, oh, you know, I've had a big week, I don't really do anything. I know after a week or two, I start to feel like, ah, oh, I've got to get back on the routine, you know, yes, and that's right. pick, up, pick up my spirits again. Um, yeah, I, you know, I have a dream. I'd love to create a facility where, you know, we have a hall and we can sort of do these events and we can have, we can bring people in and they can stay, we can give them good food and... Um, Mate, we've, 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 we've been having the same dream. I've been having that dream for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 yeah. To, to find a healing space for people where we can come, collaborate, learn skills so you can take them back into your own community and, and live that culture and lifestyle on a daily basis, you know. 
Hundred percent, and it's, and it's, it's I'd like to also bring in the indigenous wisdom and allow you know people to spit in circle and and maybe make a ditch or um, yeah. learn about bush tuck or whatever it is. Yeah, but there's yeah, mate. Uh, just on that, have you got an instrument with you? Because it'd be great to finish this conversation with a bit of play. I have a uh, a bowl here. I might be able to tap at the same time. We'll see if we can make a bit yeah. of rhythm for the listeners, eh? Sure, right. I can. Uh, I've got a dip just here. How long do you think I should play for? Just a couple of minutes. Yeah, mate. Um, I'll start you off, and then uh, I'll chime in as we go. So I'll uh, I'll bring you in. You ready? Ready. Conversation. Well, I've actually got a free download which sounds a lot better. If anyone wants to download a sound healing, healing meditation, it's a bit of a guided meditation and then some dig and other instruments. What's it called, mate? How do they find it? Uh, it's all the W's uh, earthsonghealing.net. Don't know, are you? Sorry, um, just a tick. You've, you've been at work all day, so I'd understand you're probably a bit fatigued. Healing.net. <laughs> yeah. Earthsonghealing.net, yep, cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, yep. Yeah. .net, there's no way, no way you. Now, mate, how, how can people get hold of you to, uh, to learn more about what you're doing and uh, to be able to see a bit more about your work, mate, just through the website or Facebook page or? Uh, Facebook page is probably the best and plus they can see a bit of what I've been up to there. Uh, so once again, that's Earth on Healing just on Facebook and you'll see a picture of me there with a hat on holding a dish. Yep. Yep, cool. All right, mate. Earth on Healing, no way. So no Instagram at the moment, just, uh, just Facebook. Yeah, I have Instagram, but I hardly ever look at it. Cool, okay. <laughs> it might be a project for you. Get, to, uh, get on the Instagram and get that up and going once you're, uh, you're out and about and in the community more to get some, some, uh, some of your beautiful work out there, mate. So it's been a really great yeah, conversation, right. mate. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I know you've just done a 12-hour shift and you need to get yourself to bed, so... No, totally okay. I was just going to add one more thing. Is uh, When I left the Gold Coast, I was thinking, oh... You know, the people out in these rural communities won't, won't, you know, they, they won't do sound healing, just my own belief. And uh, uh, every day shift, I come up to Emerald, and 
the yoga instructor out there, Philippa, she said, oh, come and do a family for the group. And I did. I started years ago, and we're still going strong today. Um, really? Yeah, about once a month out of Emerald. And just this month, I did two in Mackay, one in Gladstone, one in Rocky, and one in Yapoo. And every single one of them sold out. Yeah, incredible, mate. That's unreal. So, yeah, your belief system is something that's blocking it, but if you just let go and let the power of <laughs> yeah. what, what people are re- What's that? Recalibrate it as to what's possible, yeah. Yeah, sure. it's amazing. I, I, I pinch myself too. Like, I, I sort of think oh, there might be only a few people there, and I, I rock up and I sit and meditate and open my eyes and the room's full, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a yeah. beautiful thing, and um, people, people really really want that grounding and they want that healing now. So you, you're doing a magnificent thing, mate, and I just encourage you to do more and more of it to make the rest of this lifetime, you know, such a gift for not only yourself but so many people around you. So really, uh, really pleased that you uh, found some time to join me tonight, mate, and, uh, you know, you've interrupted your uh, your sleep cycle. I know your, your sleep is precious for you when you've got to get up and start again at 6 a.m. So appreciate your time, brother. Totally. Yeah, okay, Aaron. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Cheers. There you go, guys. Rufus, uh, what an amazing man. I hope you enjoyed our bit of a uh, <laughs> uh, concert towards the end there. A bit, uh, a bit uh, strung together pretty quickly. But anyway, you might not have been able to get the true resonance of uh, the instruments we were playing. But uh, in real life, much better. So watch this space. Uh, there's going to be... Some pretty profound stuff from Rufus coming uh, in the future. I reckon he's got the ability to be able to get around to a lot of communities and help people change their lives considerably through his uh, passion, uh, through getting Indigenous cultural awareness back uh, through sound and also to be able to take people on a journey to reconnect with themselves again and get out of all the, the noise of the mind, get back to the soul, the spirit, the real stuff again. If you'd like to connect with me, let me know what you thought of the podcast or anything you'd like to know in general with regards to future podcasts or maybe coming on, uh, send me a message, support at backmind.com.au. Appreciate your time, guys. Cheers.